Hey guys, it's Ben from Jews and Reviews. And as always, I'm Paul, and we're a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same stuff at all the same prices, but we get a small piece just for sending you there. Shalom. Bye. Welcome, everyone. This is Jews and Reviews. I'm Mike here. And as always, I'm Paul. And guys, I know what you're thinking. That's not Ben on the other line here. Uh, you know, today actually was almost a Jew and Review. Uh, but last minute, I was able to pull in. You know, Ben can't make it here today. I was able to pull in my good friend, Mike Bryan. What's up? You know, you probably know him from Backdoor Barbecue. Yes, that is a little sketch duo that we have that's based out of the People's Improv Theater. We got a couple shows coming up. Uh, we got one uh, for Sketchfest on October 13th at 11 o'clock. If you show up, we'll give you a free t-shirt. You're going right for the plugs. We're going right for the plugs. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I feel kind of honored. So I, I feel like I was, you know, part of the incarnation of the group. Yes. Um, you know, I think we... You know, so we all took uh, a sketch writing class together and there was a bunch of us and we're like, you know, as most classes do, they're like, let's all stay friends and all keep in touch and all form this <laughs> giant super group. <laughs> like every class heads that way. And, um, you know, I know we, I feel like we put, everyone wrote names down yep. and, and on, like we crunkled up names, put them in a hat and picked two out. And that was going to be like the name of the group. Yeah, and somehow between all of the, I think it was six or seven or eight of us, this one we actually got to the point where we were developing a name so that it wouldn't die type thing. And out of all those shredded pieces of paper, we had a lot of different options. And Backdoor Barbecue came out of it. And it's just one of those little ones that kind of stuck. And after a little bit, we uh, we were able to put it together and make it a real thing. Yeah, with you, with you and Chris. I mean, we even performed a show with me, you, Chris, and KJ. We, yes, <laughs> that was like kind of uh, like I, I don't know. I want to say a test run. <laughs> uh, that was interesting. That that's just one I of those. Think it was that bad? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It's just one of those shows where there's ten people in the audience and nine of them are the other people performing in the show. I, that was the point of that show. It yes. was like a, almost like a testing space for new groups. So we did do that. We had a lot of great sketches that we definitely want to pull out again at some point. And I want to talk about a, a controversial topic. What's a controversial topic? Because as you know, I've been doing this podcast for a couple of years called Jews and Reviews. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a segment in your show called News and Reviews. It's News in Review. Okay, so I'm wrong. And to be fair, like we named it. And it was just because it rhymed. And then... I was actually doing it. It was the first time we ever did it at, at our show. And I just was like, this is the news and review. And then I was reading it. And as I was like reading the jokes, I saw you like in the audience. And I had this, <laughs> I had this moment being like, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. No, I was flattered. Because <laughs> it has just such a great ring to it. And then you, you after the show, you called me out. We're just like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I want to say it was Kent. You came up with Jews and Reviews, right? Nope. No? No. You guys were already doing Jews and Reviews before I even came along. Oh. Might have been Ben. I don't think it was me. Maybe it was me. You know what? It was me. 
I'm sorry. I'm in which case, I'll just go. apologize yeah. to you. Well, are you comfortable, Mike? Do you want us to get you something? Um, do you need water? You know, Albert, can you make sure you get Mike water, whatever he needs, snacks? I'm like, what kind of water do you need? I, I mean... I didn't know there are multiple kinds of water. There's a lot. There's like sparkling. If you, wow. go, you go to a restaurant, you sit down, and you you know you're in a chair, and the water service is like, you know, okay, I get you sparkling still tap. And really, what they're saying when if you if you say tap, they know that you're low class and you're not going to tip well, so that affects the rest of your service. I you know that, right? I was about to say tap, but now I guess I won't. Um, we also have La Croix. That seems to be a La very popular Croix. thing Yes, right that, now. I, I have heard of that. We only have the coconut, though. Ooh. Sounds delicious. But that's the best sound. one, according it's... to people with garbage taste. <laughs> I would agree with that. Um, maybe just, I guess, bottled? Bottled. That's yeah. a good choice. All right. This is tap water, but it's in a bottle, so <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works, right, Paul? Yeah, maybe yeah. it's the H2O, you know, yeah. the building block of society. Terrific. And, uh, you know, I just want to wish all, all the listeners out there, I they're all Jewish, you know, we're in the middle of the Jewish holidays. Um, you know, Ruben was telling me he had a great Rosh Hashanah. It was crazy. You know, he, he was there with Ben. And, you know, any good family tidbits to take away? No good family tidbits just yet. Um, <laughs> I mean, in terms of... Yeah, it, Rosh Hashanah was lovely. It's one of my favorite of the uh, the high holidays. You know what this thing is, though, Paul? What? I wish it wouldn't rush so much. I wish it would take its time. Yeah. I really enjoy it. They should call it, hey, take your time, Hashanah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it in the suggestion box. Will you? Of, to of Judaism? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, <laughs> I think. And ben, well, ta- ben talked a bunch of shit about you, too. I don't know if you knew that. Really? Yeah. Oh, is he trying to avoid me? Is that why he's not here? Why is he not here? Don't you know? You're like his best friend, right? You're his best man. Can we say that? I think we can. I don't I know if we're can. allowed to. He might be very angry at us for talking about his, his this. Maybe. His but pending, but sure. whatever. He'll never. He's probably not going to listen to this anyway. That's true. He won't. So, But we'll know if he comments on it. That's a good point. Yeah. No, he's actually moving. He just uh, he bought a place. That's right. In an undisclosed location. In Hoboken. That's right. <laughs> If I had his address, I would actually read it off, and then he'd be really pissed. <laughs> we'd, we'd beep it out, I think. Yeah. Um, Mike, how was, how was your holidays? I mean, I, I guess they were good. I mean, I watched football and, like, hunt out and stuff, if that's what you mean. Oh, I mean, you're not very religious, I guess. Well, no, I, I am religious. I celebrate all Catholic holidays. Wait, you're not Jewish? I mean, no offense. No. I just assume the the look. You're you know you're like an accountant, right? Uh, I just assumed that you and Chris both in in the group were. Well, actually, neither of us are actually Jewish. Oh, hold on a second. That guy, Chris. What's his last name? Miliacho. Miliacho. You thought that was a Jewish last name? I thought he converted. I mean, have All you ever right, seen Chris? Fair. I have. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> Very good point. He's also a tax attorney, so. See? Oh, Stereotypes. Great. So I, I apologize. I'll go away. Oh, I love you. You're my favorite. Just don't tell Ruben. Right here. I mean, how are you doing, Ruben? Oh, here we go. Here we go again. I'm doing very well. Thank you, Paul. How are you doing? 
I'm hey, doing great. It's Joey, fall. am I right? What? Yeah. Joey. Yeah. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, smelly cats. The ugly naked guy across Chandler. the street. Chandler. Bong. TV uh, guide. Rough. Rough. Dinosaurs. Sushi. Not the mama. Not the mama. Did I do that? Jello pudding pop. Oh, probably shouldn't do that one. <laughs> It's it's all comedy to me. Oh, really? You just, you just <laughs> still down with Bill Cosby, huh? That's old hat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, I'm backing off of this one. Yeah. Beep. Uh, anyway, well, you know, we're in the middle of Fall Follies, you know, one of the great movie seasons coming up on time for the big O's. You know, that's when all the movies start to come out. But why don't we get into do what would you best Jews and previews? Sounds good. We're going to talk about The Girl on the Train, which essentially, to me, I know it's a different book, but it looks like this year's Gone Girl. It's a fall. It takes place visibly in fall in like a northeast town, I believe, uh, where a girl goes missing. And and Mike, you kind of did this before you went on air. No spoilies. Not going not not to say thoughts. anything. Not going to say anything. I mean, pretty much it's just about a woman who goes on a train and sees something and now has this whole hunch and does this crazy adventure to find out what happened to this random woman that she saw disappear under an underpass at the train. It's very heroic. It is. It's very yeah. heroic. I mean, I controversial. Go on the, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's a little questionable that all of a sudden this, this random woman sees something happen on a train. Like I, I feel like I go on the train every day. If I were to see something happen as I pass, I'd probably you say something, right? See something, say something. I would. I, I know that's what the slogan is. I'd probably just go back to work and just move on. Like if someone just happens to like vanish, I don't want no part of that. Really? Like you wouldn't. So if it was me, if you saw me on a train and I, well, I guess I would be off the train. And you saw me. You wouldn't say anything? Well, no, 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 no. We're saying a completely random person. But was it? I didn't read the book. No, seriously. <laughs> I think it was. Well, multiple. I guess everyone knows and with my friends that I like see every movie. They probably make fun of me behind my back. But everyone's like, Paul, you got to read this book before <laughs> October 7th. You got to. And I don't know. I don't think I'm feeling it. Yeah, I would. I would reading. <laughs> Oh, reading as a whole. Well, why would, like, wouldn't reading spoil the movie, the ending? And I'm, no spoilies. I mean, I'm on the other side. I'm always, I'm more on the book side. You know, I look at movies. I use Harry Potter as the ultimate example because I feel like you're going to, you're probably going to love this. The books are so much better than the movie. Are they? I think they are. There's so much more deep. There's so much more information. Some examples. Okay. Harry Potter number four. Wow, I am really... Okay. We're going for this. Uh, Harry Potter four. <laughs> Harry Potter four. Book they, better than the movie. Book way better than the movie. Here's why. So the whole fun part of that book slash movie is that they're doing this game. like It's like Olympics of wizards and wizarding schools. 
And the fun of that would learn all the games and see who wins and see how they win. In the movie, they just kind of like go do the greatest hits of all these events. Whereas in the book, you're like learning all the different parts of, of the um, of the maze they have to go through and all that. Keep going. You sound so cool. Keep going. I know. I, I can you tell I'm an accountant? Um, you're Ben Affleck. You're the accountant. <laughs> that is that movie has made waves for my people. It's been awesome. They think I'm so much more badass than I actually am. Oh, that's cool. Well, are you gonna see Girl on the Train? I'll I'll check it out. Why not? I want to I want to know what how far this girl will go to find this person. I mean, far. I would assume. I would hope as far. I would say It'd about a hundred minutes far. I was gonna say like for like an hour and fifty two minutes, she'll yeah. definitely be looking. Yeah, and then there'll be trains involved. Those are always cool. So yeah, there'll be girls involved. Trains. I love it. It's two right. great things. All right, but what are we here to talk about? We are here to talk about. The recent movie, Snowden. The Oliver Stone directed Snowden. Yes. God, I love that song. That is popping. I think Actually, that was really great. Snow, Snowden, Informer. Great job, Kent. Thank you. I love it. That was a good pick. Let's talk about this movie. Oliver Stone directed, uh, based off a true story, pretty uh, recent true story. Somewhat recent, yeah. I mean... 2013. Um, you know, some movies take years to get made. This one, I guess, got fast-tracked. And we, we have Joseph Gordon-Levitt. In the title role as Edward Snowden, you know what? What can we say about this film? We can say. I know you were telling me you're a huge fan. I, I'm a fan of the story. All right, what was your favorite scene? Okay, I have to be honest. I haven't seen the movie. All right. Well, I'm finding out all sorts of things about you today. Well. This movie is really a, a biopic that follows Edward Snowden from his time. It starts off, he's in like the Army Rangers. Um, and, you know, he's all about, I want to serve my country. He starts off the movie like a very staunch Republican. And he's like, I want to serve my country. I want to do the right thing. But he has to leave the Army Reserves. He kind of has a, um, uh, like, broken bones in his leg. And they're basically like, if you keep continuing this trading, your leg's just going to turn to dust. You can't do it physically. So... He's like, okay, but I, I still want to be involved. So he wants to go into really like the intelligence community um, and serve his country that way. You know, he's kind of really good with technology. He's kind of got this like beautiful mind thing going on and uh, enters a training program where he meets some of his colorful teachers. Uh, Nicholas Cage plays one of them. Great, great. He's kind of this guy who... Um, Really good with technology. I think he like knew too much. So they just kind of, you know, they put teachers in like a rubber room or whatever. That's kind of what they do with Dick Cage with the government. And then uh, Reese Ifans plays like his mentor. Um, and, you know, Snowden just jumps to the head of the class. You know, he's like the best guy out there. And he's just on this quick trajectory of like running up the ladder through, through that kind of government uh, intelligence community. Um, and as it goes, you know, one of the big things is it really shows his personal life. 
Uh, he meets uh, Shailene Woodley, plays his girlfriend in the movie. Um, and, you know, she's kind of like the polar opposite of him, you know, very liberal, creative type, but something about him like clicks and they're good to go. And then, you know, as we see through the movie, as he learns more stuff and sees more stuff and sees how maybe the government looks after people and sees the type of surveillance they do and kind of different tricks they use to get to people, he becomes very disenfranchised with this whole thing that bubbles the whole movie until he finally goes, I'm going to whistle blow on this whole this whole deal. Was that the line? Did he just, did he look right to the camera? Yeah, he and looked goes, into the camera. I'm going to whistle blow. I'm going to whistle blow. Your mind. And, <laughs> and that takes him to where we are, you know, that he basically flees the country, um, goes to Hong Kong, invites journalists there, leaks everything. It was like a very famous leak. Uh, and then, you know, basically is in a mad dash to get, you know, away from U.S. authorities and ends up in Russia where he still is to this day. Yeah. He's like kind of in asylum there. He is in asylum for you know, the very, next couple very of years. Story. I mean, I would say my first thought of the movie is I, th- I feel like it had a cool topic, but it didn't really feel very dangerous. Uh, maybe it's, you know, the movie does it in flashbacks too, so it starts with him meeting the reporters in Hong Kong, and it cuts back and forth between him going through his life. And um, it didn't seem very controversial. It just seemed like someone was telling me what happened. So... If the movie wasn't controversial, let's let's bring up the controversy now. Joseph Gordon-Levin's voice, right? <laughs> that. Wait, well, let's let's talk about that first. Okay. Well, for some reason, he just had this really deep octave voice, as if he was trying to, like, almost like not be himself, like transform into a character. But like, they show the real Snowden later in the movie, and it's not like his voice sounds exactly like that. So it just seemed controversial. So if you were to do the voice. He could have just sounded like himself. Could have just sounded like himself and he would have been completely fine. He would have nailed the computer scientist who just leaked a bunch of files voice. He would have nailed it. He would have nailed it. Yeah. He would have been like best actor in the world. Type type territory. Just won it. Just killed it. But, uh, you know, um, so you actually helped me out with this one last minute. um, Because we needed to find a guest. For the show. Yes. You know? Um, so you're telling me you went onto the dark web, you looked around. Poked around a little bit. Yeah, and, and you found a very interesting character. Yeah, so everyone knows about Edward Snowden, obviously. I mean, he has the movie, he has all the fame, everyone knows his story, how he leaked all the files, but people tend to forget the other people that were involved in this. And I actually found on the World Wide Web one of his friends who used to uh, work at Booz Allen Hamilton with him. That was the company he worked at where he, when he did the famous... Uh, when the leak happened. Yeah. This was his post-NSA days where he uh, became a contractor for Booz Allen Hamilton. This is actually one of his lifelong friends that followed his career path along with him, and uh, mm-hmm. his name is Donald Trigsby. So I figured it'd just be interesting to see what his thoughts were on the movie. I feel like he just provided cool insight. I'm sure, he's pretty happy for his friend. Uh, but I, I figured we'd pull him in and just see what he was thinking. Yeah, let's just check it out. Uh, uh, Mr. Drigsby, you can come on in. How are you guys doing today? Oh, we're, we're doing great. You know, thanks so much for coming in. Um, you, you know, I hear that you're releasing a book. I am. First, first Citizen. First Citizen. Let's okay. get it right. 
Get it's it like, right this time around. It's like when you post on a blog, like first. Yeah, I okay. I did it first. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone knows about it. I did it first. You did what first? Did what first? All the leaking. I was the first leaker. Wait, there was a second leaker. Yeah, his name was Ed Snowden. No one realizes it. I didn't get the credit. Oh, this seems this, well, this seems controversial. And if we can backtrack for a second, we don't use the term friend anymore. Oh, friend is out. Out of the question. What term do we use? Mortal enemy. Mortal enemy. Okay. Mortal enemy. So tell, how did you meet? Uh, we met way back, back in Coding Academy. Coding uh, Academy. Coding Academy. We were just uh, doing our things, sort of on the same track, mm-hmm. always gun in front of the class. Mm-hmm. He always sort of got ahead of me. Teachers always liked him, little teacher's pet. Okay. Uh, so I know why he got ahead. I know what he did. He did. What he did? What did he we do? We all know what he did. Leaked, leaked stuff. Right. He 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 leaked the information. No, not only that. He's a little goody two shoes in class. Oh, Always like he bring the that. teacher an apple, uh, that type of type of thing. Teacher's pet to the extreme. Maybe do a little TAing. He all of it. Graded the papers on the side. You can't even imagine. Is a student allowed to grade? I was going to say <laughs> that's his little scumbag. I'm trying to say Ed Snowden. Is a scumbag. But but weren't you friends with him at the time? We were friendly. Mm-hmm. It was a, a friendly competition thing back in the day. Like a frenemy situation. A little bit more extreme. You know, two people that kind of pushed each other to each other's limits. We did. Okay. We tried. And then we pushed too far. So, so you guys were encoding together. Went to coding class together. Then followed each other throughout our careers mm-hmm. in different jobs. So from NSA, jumping around contracting agencies and he's just always that guy always that guy ahead of me that's so interesting so like what, what was like the craziest assignment you ever got sent on uh is this a secure environment here i can oh this is a, a closed line um i don't know ken is this secure is anyone is this secure yeah like is anyone tapping in or uh they could be didn't you see the movie Oh. Yeah, I thought that. I thought, yeah, but it's a movie. Like everything happens in movies. Like aliens come down doesn't mean it's real. What movie are you talking about? Snowden. Aliens come down in Snowden. Oh, you know, Independence Day. Independence Day. I'm telling you, they cut out that part. the second one. They cut out. Oh, they cut out a lot from this movie. Oh, yeah. I I was reading that a lot of people, a lot of a lot of the reviews were saying that they wasn't given the whole story. No, Oliver Stone. Wait a minute. Hold on. Is this the news and reviews that were saying that? Or the Jews and reviews that were saying this? No, I was saying the news outlets, like the different uh, reviews from the New yeah, York Yeah, news time. and reviews. So news, this, this, this is, oh, this guy comes on my show with just these little subtle jabs at you, Paul, trying to promote his own projects, subtly jabbing, saying, hey, remember your thing? I made it my thing now. That's what this guy's doing. Yeah, so I'm, uh, it's almost like he's the Donald Drixby and I'm the Snowden of this show. It's a tough life. <laughs> sure. It's a tough life, let me tell you. Well, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm all out promoting. I'm willing to, sh- to share the spotlight, I, I guess. Should I, should I not, Ruben? Or? I, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying I noticed what this guy's doing, and I'm not going to let him get away with it, much like uh, Edward Snowden or what Don Drixby could have done. Mind if I call you Don? No, Donald. You don't mind. I do mind. You said no. No to Don. No, you don't mind Don. No, Don. All right, so it's settled. Don. Um, no. Donald. 
Old? We can just call you old. Old? Old? Don old. Third Don, base. Don old. <laughs> Drigsby. All right. So what's Wait, like we the... call you Drigsby? Yeah. Okay. The great Drigsby. The great Drigsby. I like that. Books, literature, read. I like that. You know what? That was a movie that was better than the book. The Great Gatsby. Anyway. Um, <laughs> what? Like, what made you, because you were obviously very good. Like, you were good at coding. You're, you were kind of rising up to the intelligence community. What was, like, the moment that you were like, I don't know if this is such a good thing we're doing? Well, it was during the, uh, the former election season. Mm-hmm. And uh, got a lot of dirt on some of the candidates. Oh, okay. okay. And uh, Stone just wanted to push the files right away. I wanted to take it a step back. Get all the dirt first and then push it out. Okay. He had to press the button faster than me. He always had to be first. Oh, so wouldn't he be citizen first? First citizen? He wants to be. He thinks he is. Mm -hmm. But he's really not. I was the one pushing behind the scenes for it to get done. Okay. So what? you know what? Everyone out there is dying to hear some of this dirt. So why don't... Could you talk about like, maybe some specifics? Like, what are some of the who's like the biggest celebrity you've ever spied on? Oh, biggest celebrity. Uh, probably Screech from Saved by the Bell. He's a Justin Diamond. Yeah. Yeah. I think you mean Dustin. It's, it's Dustin Diamond. Do you know some of the shit he's done? No, no. I'm trying to find out. Well, it's out in the public now, thanks to uh, Ed. But I will tell you, <laughs> and he leads Saved he, by the Bell. He, files. he beat that one too. He, yeah, we go, we go deep, all uh, Hollywood, DC, all the elite. So wait, were there, were there any leaks that you did first? I did leak first sometimes. Sometimes? Sometimes? Oh, okay. I got a crazy idea. Crazy idea. I mean, we have a laptop here. We do. We have one of the best coders, hackers, whatever in the world. Is there a celebrity we could try to? To spy on right now? You want me to tap into the interface? Yeah. Uh, it's a coding term. It's I'm sure we, term. Oh, we, can, we can get into the mainframe. That's, um, that's very 90s of Ru- you. Ruben, is there, any, is there anyone you're interested in? That... In, in, I can't. I don't want to violate anyone's privacy. Oh, they Does, won't know. Did this movie teach you anything that, that people's yeah, privacy is important? Everybody's doing it. <laughs> yeah, I just put, you know what I do is I put like a, a little thing over the camera on my laptop and I feel like that's, we're all good. Well, that's so they can't see you, but they could still hear you. But, and also how does that justify like the privacy thing? <laughs> you just <laughs> took a thing from the movie and said it to me. Well, because like I, you should be smart and protect your own privacy. Oh, I see. So if you're dumb enough, you know what? I kind of agree with that. You're right. <laughs> okay. If you're dumb enough to let this stuff happen. Then fuck you. You deserve it. Yeah, I mean, America, right? Right. America. America. Absolutely. Yeah. So, is there a, a celebrity? I don't know. Uh, oh, wait, this is... I, well, I mean, why don't we... Yeah. Talking. Is, can, I, can I answer? And say, Absolutely. Oh, good. Uh, let's see. I would like to spy on... Uh, how about a girl? Ooh, you know? All right. Uh, like a, like a, a, a nice-looking one. How about uh, Rita Moreno? Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno. Um, I'm she, sure we can get her IP she address pretty quickly. That's a hacker turn. <laughs> Is she? 
4783 407 That was really How did you Did you get that Is that it? That's it. All right, let's pull up the old laptop here. It's a good computer sounds. Wow. This is this is, is that like, one of those new Dells? This is like a real computer this guy's using. This ain't one of those goofy apples. Yeah, That's it's why wow. it sounds like, it's like this. It's like a mainframe. I don't think you know how we do it in booze. No, I don't. No. Yeah, I'm like really interested. You want to see? Yeah, I'd love to see. Rita Morena. Oh, Whoa. Oh, she's, oh, she's, she's a lot hairier than I thought she'd be. What do you expect? Born in 1931. What, what an opportunity. That's true. Older people are hairier across the board. Good point, Don. It's a scientific fact. People don't even know she's still alive. What are the odds that she would be standing in front of her laptop at this moment? I don't know. Let's go around the table and say what the odds are. Okay. You first, Mike. Oh, boy. I'd say that's like a three to one. She's on a little bit older side, so I think she'd just be hanging around with her computer open, three, not really knowing. That's good. Three yeah. to one odds is pretty good. Pretty good odds. How about you, Donald? Oh, 20. 21. 20 to one. Okay. Paul? Well, I think she just took a job as like a webcam girl. So oh, legs. She legs works a lot of the time. So I'm saying like 40%. So wait, did we actually hack or we just went to our webcam site? Well, That's know. a good Wait, point. Wait. That's a very good point. Wait, what? Don. 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 Old. This is just oldgirls.com. <laughs> and that's a website. And it's, it's... bookmarked. <laughs> She's a fine-looking woman. She is. I know. That's why I wanted to look. Is that why it's on your most viewed right now? Number one. Number one? I, I feel like you knew in advance. Oh. Well, you know, I still give you credit that you came up with that so Quickly. I'm always um, watching her. Oh, you know, she's a famous person. All right, so what else? We're like the biggest. All right, like, do you have any dirt on the government? All the dirt. Like, maybe the elections. We're going, we're in election season right now. We're in the midst of debates. Like, what, what are these guys doing? What are they up to? What are they trying to, like, get, like, what dirt are they trying to get on each other? What trying to dirt? Uh, oof. Well, you know, Clinton's emails. You know about these. I've heard a thing or two, yeah. That's real, the real secret. Yeah. She was still using no. Yahoo Mail. Oh, oh, my God. I mean, what's next? Is it going to be on AOL? I was going to say, she, does she have a MySpace page, too? And her website is run through GeoCities. All right, question. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Well, who are the eight friends in Hillary Clinton's MySpace page? Oh. You know number one, right? No. No. Surprise, Monica. Wow. Boy. I guess they made, okay, they made amends. They're I guess. actually best friends behind the scenes. Well, not really because it's public on her MySpace page. Well, <laughs> I, I hacked into it. It's, it's a Wait. private page? I don't think you understand how hacking works these days. No. You go to a website, you look at the website, you print out a page of the website. Mm-hmm. And then you give it to your friend and say, I hacked it. That just seems like you're on the internet. I feel like I, that's are you just trying to say I'm a bad hacker? I, I think that's just web surfing. Yeah. You're just like Ed. You are just like Ed. How am I, how am I, how am I just like Ed? I'm always just trying to shit on what I do. I'm never good enough. I'm not the good enough hacker. <sighs> well, mm. Mm. you know, we, we brought you on. Obviously, we think, we think you're good enough, but... You know, we're just trying. We're trying to figure this out. I mean, Mike, do you have experience in hacking? 
I have no experience in hacking. So, I mean, you're, you're definitely above me. You just, I mean, I can't list off IP addresses like that. Me neither. I, I, don't, I don't even know what they were. I thought they were IP addresses. Do you want to list them before? Yeah. How, how do you list off an IP address? Hold on. I want to write this down. Look up my IP. Look up my IP. Dot com. Dot com. So, wait, that's just a website. That's just web surfing. Not hacking. So all the, right, main, what, the, the mainframe. What's the what's the biggest mainframe that you've hacked oof. ever? I mean, just off the top of your head, biggest one. Uh, Facebook.com. Oh. Got a lot of dirt. I remember when it was the Facebook.com. The Facebook.com. So wait, what did you hack? Did you on like Facebook? get into their internal? Yeah, files? did you like figure out did you figure out like how the it co- all yeah, how like, it connects, how you get all those different news things and you're able to like Mess with them and the algorithms. Yeah, yeah, that we want to know about the algorithms. Like, did you get into that? Yeah. Oh, totally. I could tell you all about it. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting. Yeah, Facebook's a great site. I could tell you all my friends. Well, but like, could you no, tell other like, people's friends? Like, you yeah, know, yeah, I can and... tell you the top news going on right now. Wait a minute. I want to hear all his friends. Trending. Let's, okay. Go. You want to know what's trending on Facebook right well, now? We want to hear your friends. Well, yeah, let's hear your friends. Let's go down the list. Oh, you want to hear my friends? Yeah. You said you had them. You could hack in there. Let's hear the list of your friends. It's a little secret. I'm a little private. I'm a private person. Well, you know what? Why don't we turn the recording off for a minute? This will just be for us. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Turn, the, turn the recording off. Yeah. Gotcha. The, the red button's on. I know what that means. No, the red button is the power button, but that the recording's red mean, off. Red means stop. Stop recording. Have you ever seen the stop sign? Stop right. light. One, one time. One time I saw it. <laughs> I've only seen it once. <laughs> all right, all right, good. So, uh, as you know, we're clear. We've stopped. Are right, ready to hear the friends? John Smith. John Smith. John Smith. Tony Danza. Well, well like the real one? Anthony Danza. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Tony Danza. All right. Jennifer Gallagher. Okay. She's a good one. Those are my friends. You have three friends. That's it? You know, after Snowden, he kind of wiped me off the map. No you know, I'm going to add you right now as a friend. You'll have four. You would do that for me. I would do that for you. And just remember to like our page on Facebook, Jews and Reeves. I hacked into it. You hacked into our page? We changed what? the name. What oh would you change the name to? News and Reviews. Oh, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. Oh, no. This guy's working with him. Oh. Double agent. The real Is this scandal. true? Mike, we've been friends Mike, for a while. Son What's of a bitch. Oh, I've never cursed before. What? Why Ruben, you, put a dollar in the jar. It's all right. Why do you think he brought me on here, honestly? Oh, my he God. Me back. I, this is a hostile takeover. This is a hostile. This is very hostile. I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty we, calm about it. I miss Ben. He would, <laughs> he would always take care of this. He would, he would always take care of people trying to take over the show? Yeah. <laughs> I guess he would. Yeah. You know what? How many times has his show been taken over? Zero. Well, there's a first for everything, but I, I well, no, that's what I'm saying yeah. is that he's been doing a good job. I know. Oh, oh Jesus how do you like your new name? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to. Oh ad- my, my oh, laugh. God, this is this is an emergency. I have a question. Backdoor barbecue is that like a is that like an ass fucking joke? What's going on with this? This is like it's just like I'm gonna smoke that ass, you know. That's what I say all the time, at least. What is it? What is it? What does it mean? Like backyard barbecue, it usually is, but a back door is like you know a butthole. <laughs> back- this question is for Mike. I I figured that one was coming for me. 
It's just two random words that little. I mean, ass fucking. <laughs> Here's a dollar for the jar. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Wait a minute. I, I cannot be the first person that's brought this up to you. It's impossible. Grill up those <laughs> hot dogs. Get them hot and ready. Yeah, not the first person. I'm not. Okay, good. No, it's um. There's a little double. There's a little double entendre there. See, I'm I'm getting all. And what, and what are they? What are the two things? Backdoor is you know a little double entendre. And then bar- right, barbecue is a barbecue. But what is the what is the double entendre? <laughs> yeah. You mean maybe, it's like bug may, fucking, right? Maybe I'm maybe I'm misusing the word double entendre. Perhaps what do you think it means? <laughs> like an innuendo. So that's probably more so the word. Right, in your endo, in in you your, endo, like yeah. an endo is a butt, and in your endo is a butt fuck. I get it. We, but that's what it means, right? You know, you you ask for news and review. You're on the hot seat now. It's not what it means. Okay, what does it mean then? What's the significance? Just a, honestly, it's it's a silly name. <laughs> I won't that's, give you that. But you you tell you're not you're telling me you guys named your group backdoor barbecue, and didn't think at all of the implications <laughs> of it. And and you were like, you know what? Yeah, that's silly. And there's nothing else aside from it being silly. You know what, guys? To be fair, that's what happens when you name your group by taking two random pieces of paper together and just going with it. Where did these pieces of paper come from, Mike? Six different people. So we had a bunch of, we ripped up a piece of paper to have, I don't know, 15 different words. And we just matched them up. And that's what came up. Can I give you guys a spoiler? I knew he was going to try to take over Jews in the review in the future. <gasps> so I infiltrated the group, helped name Backdoor Barbecue, because I knew this very moment would come. Mm. I'm the original leaker. What? You're the Edward Snowden of this. I was there when the, when the group was named. He was? Okay. But how does that tie in everything? Well, because I knew it would be an embarrassing name. Oh, and that oh he would, I see. And he I was going to come and try gotcha. to take over Jews and Reviews. So you knew, okay, you precogged him, taken over the show, and so you gave him this name that is, is a, has a nefarious other meaning to it. Yeah, it That's was like it. Inception. I was the Joseph right. Gordon-Levitt in Inception. Gotcha. Buttception. It's very good. It's a penis inside of a butt inside of a penis inside of a butt. <laughs> it's going to be at least $4. <laughs> Human centipede style. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, now that we settled that. Okay. <laughs> so you're like the Edward Snowden of this whole operation. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you're I'll, the first one to get to it. Yeah, you've been WikiLeaked. Mm. Mm. Oh, sorry. I'm the really? Donald Drigsby. Thank, thank you. I'm all confused in my timeline now. Give me some credit. All my ideas, all my work. All right. He was the better guy. I'm going to find out if he really was there. When you were at Booz Allen Hamilton, mm-hmm. not to be confused with the musical, did you, when you pulled up the computer and tried to download the files, how many boxes popped up? One box. See, I saw the mm. movie, and apparently when All you wrong. use Windows to download it, All how many files, wrong. hundreds of boxes will pop up? You know, I think our tech liaisons will be able to verify that. How old is Oliver Stone? 60. Exactly. He doesn't know. So, is, are you trying to use ageism here? Yes. Like, just because he's older, he doesn't know how to use... He doesn't know about Windows pop-up boxes? And we were on DOS. Well, oh. So this movie is 
completely inaccurate. Surprise. So what, know, what else is the movie missing? The aliens. I think we uh, breezed by it before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, the, I forgot about that. The I can't aliens. believe we wow, forgot right. about the aliens that got cut out. It's All probably right. the biggest government cover-up that everyone knows about. All right. So would you say the aliens look like A, like Independence Day aliens? No. B, like the head character from the movie Paul? Or no. C, like E.T.? Can there be a D? Sure. What's the D? Ds. They look like giant dicks. Gee, a dollar, Donald. Oh, I wanted to make this show PC today, but Paul Cohen. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? They look like large. I don't know. I think I meant Paul Quarry. <laughs> they look like large phalluses. My mistake. So okay, so there's penis-shaped aliens that yes. came down at some point. Was this like an Area 51 type thing? It was probably an Area 69. Ooh. No, it was 54, <laughs> actually. Area 54. Oh. oh. The 51 is a cover-up. That's three more secret than Area 51. It's very secret. secret. What, what was like their intent? What did they want to do? I think you know what they wanted. How come this part wasn't They wanted leaked? to have a backdoor barbecue, it sounds like. <laughs> I, think you, I think you know. <laughs> so, are they still here? Yeah, they're walking around every day. They're just covered up really? in like human body snatchers? Or? Yeah, yeah, totally. Or are they just like a giant dick wearing a trench coat? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen a giant dick wearing a trench coat walk around the city? Maybe. I have on the 7 New train. York, I've seen everything here. 7 train for life. I haven't oh. seen one dick, but I've seen like a bunch of little dicks standing on each other's <laughs> shoulders, pretending to be like an old man. A Muppet style, yes. Classic. Yeah, exactly. They learned from the movies. Oh my God, we got it. How, how would, all right, so you absolutely know all about it. How would we protect ourselves in this situation? Condoms. Everyone needs to wear a condom. Oh. Giant condom? Oh my God. Full size. All right, I'm going to pass them out because now I'm a little worried. We actually have some here. Here you go. <laughs> Wait, we Here have to go. wear them or Here we have go. to wrap them around the dick aliens? Yeah, what's going Both. on? I don't, I don't follow. If you want to be double safe. Yeah, the, these are like like those bio suits they wear like in that movie Outbreak. It's just the condom version. Exactly. You can never be too precautious. Yeah. Sometimes you got to, you know, you got to put you got to double wrap. I don't know where these aliens that, are in. That's actually not good. You, you no, put double bagging works. Friction. It's real. <laughs> it's real dangerous. It's, no, it's, it's good advice. You got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know about friction as like a science guy? Yes, yeah, science. I know all about science. What do you know about with the science? science. <laughs> That's a good website. I should write that one down for the future. Did you hack it? I, I once did hack it, yes. Oh, what one, did you get one, out of it? Uh, some science stuff. I can't really tell you it's secret. Oh, so. divulging. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, it's probably a real secret. Mm. I have a contract with them. You understand? You have to understand. With science.com. Uh, there must be a sleeper cell. So hold on. You have a contract with them, but you hacked their website. They paid yeah. me to hack them. Oh, t- as like a security. Uh, like uh, like okay. hackers, I get you know? it. Yeah. Right, right. You're trying to find holes. Yeah. You know, oh, to, I found the holes. You found them. Like, All the holes. And you, you, yeah, to prevent like a sort of digital backdoor barbecue like, right. type situation. I get it. I've seen it happen. You don't want no penis aliens going in there. You don't want your website getting gaped. Oh. <laughs> It's the technical term for that when your website is intruded. Oh, man. So if you were, like, working for the company, would it be, like, a date gape? It was during the day. So (laughs) it wasn't a nighttime date sort of situation. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Moving on. Where is Ben? I miss him. 
Yeah, I know. We got taken <laughs> over. Never, actually, sometimes he does let it get this. Yeah. Sometimes he does let that become that kind of a show. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Mr. Blank, you know, he's Mr. Blank. He's he's always entertaining. That's right. Always entertaining. How much do you miss betting on a scale from 1 to 10? 1 to 10? Yeah. 9. Okay. I'm going to go with the 8. Great. Thanks. Um, do you guys want to play some games? Yes. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, first game today I want to play is, it's called Pitch It in the Room. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to come up, because, you know, Snowden, I think it's been a, a decent box office hit. Maybe not. But, um, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to come up with a sequel to the movie. And, uh, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to have, uh, we'll use, like, Kent as the judge and whoever he thinks is the best. We're actually rushing to give you a budget to go make the movie. All right. So nice. this could be a big thing. I mean, Donald, I know you're probably trying to look for a, a second career here. So, you know, just trying to think of what's a great idea. Well equipped. Yeah. A great idea for the sequel to Snowden. Mike, do you want to kick us off? A great idea. Let's pitch it in the room. For a sequel to Snowden. What if... After all this, Snowden actually leaked NSA secrets to get asylum in Russia to then get all of Russia's secrets to then leak them to the U.S. Ooh. This is great. Okay, would you keep a similar cast? You know, what would be Same the cast, <laughs> different location. Okay, who would be like the big bad of the movie? Who would play Putin? Yeah, who's gonna play yeah. Putin? Oh, I, it's, it has to be like Christoph Waltz. Oh, oh okay, it's a good casting decision. He, okay. he was a good Bond villain, so I think he has what it what it takes. Well, has, has what it takes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, what does he do? Does he start working for the government? I mean, take me through the basic plot. You know, the how the movie moves along. So, like, you is there seen, a big action sequence? Is there a love interest? So you've seen Snowden. Same exact plot, but just in Russia. <laughs> same thing. Exact same movie. 100%. We call it Snowden 2. Okay, Snowden 2. Russian movie. Now, is it in English or in Russian? Because that could mm-hmm. be a good twist. Actually, Paul, Mike was kind enough to bring along the script that he wrote for uh, Snowden 2. Oh, awesome. Russia. Okay. So I'm going to pass these scripts out. Everybody take a script. Uh-huh. Okay. You got one? Everybody's got one? Yes. Okay. I'm glad we can all hear that we all Chris have scripts. scripts. Yes. Okay. Okay, so let's see. All right, all right. Uh, okay. Um, it looks like, Donald, you're going to be playing the role of, uh, of Putin here in this scene. Uh, Paul, mm-hmm. you're going to be playing the role of uh, a bear that's just walking around on a ball, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but he talks, and it's vo- It's like it's like a CGI. Okay. And it's voiced by uh, Paul Giamatti. And then Mike, you are gonna say the role of uh, Mister Mister Edward Snowden. Mister Edward Snowden. Yeah. Okay. In uh, normal Snowden voice, or in uh, it's your it's your script. Levitt's it's your script. Voice. So I'll let you I'll let you do your your di- di- directing with that. I'm just gonna read the stage direction. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Fade in. Press conference. Vladimir Putin is addressing the people after an alleged hack at the Kremlin, where thousands upon thousands 
of Russian uh, tea room reservation passwords have gotten out into the public. Mr. Putin starts. V will not stand for this. Me and my press secretary bear on board. We take uh, attacks of terrorism very, very seriously. And Mr. Snowden will be charged for what he did. The bear uh, slides on his ball over to the microphone <laughs> to, to, uh, to uh, give his statement. <clears throat> terrorism bad. Thank you. Mr. Putin throws him a fish to eat, and he catches it in his mouth and eats it. Uh, Edward Snowden then takes over the screen of Putin behind him to give a broadcast and, and give the, the people the truth about what's really going on in the Kremlin with the government and Putin and the bear. What's really going on between Putin and the bear? Hello, everyone. Oh. This is I, Edward Snowden. After watching Snowden, I've decided to make my voice much lower in order to match up with the featured film. I have done extensive research on what has been going on in Russia. As you can see, I went to www.russia.com, a trick my dear friend Donald Digsby taught me. And I have found that Vladimir Putin has been cheating on the bear by riding a horse without his shirt on. The bear exclaims, This is ridiculous. No, I love you. <laughs> you have seen the pictures of him riding said horse without a shirt. But what you have not seen was the video footage of what happened thereafter. Please don't. We cut to the video sequence of the bear and Vladimir Putin in a, in a uh, seedy motel in Iowa City with one of those champagne glass uh, b- bubble bath things, uh, jacuzzis, and they're both sitting in there. And uh, Putin is, is getting the bear a little bit tipsy, and he's, trying to, and he's trying to just get at his bear nuts. How do you like it here in the States? Oh, beautiful. Uh, yes. Uh, more champagne. <laughs> Yeah, how much did you have to drink today? <laughs> Five bottles of champagne and four fish. I feel like the two of us, when we drink so much, our accents just... It's at this moment the bear, it's at this moment the bear realizes that Putin's Russian accent is a little suspect when he says, "Hey, he realizes that there's some skin pulling off the bottom of his neck, and he realizes that Putin is not actually Putin, but Borat. Oh my God, you are Kazakhstan man. This is nice. It's not so nice. Blackout. Wow, that was great. I, I like how in Snowden 2, Edward Snowden references Snowden 1. <laughs> Mike, can I say, for everything that was said to be written in the way that it was, that was, that was an amazing script. And great th- job. That's, that's really good. I mean, that's going to be tough to, tough to beat. I mean, Donald, what's your idea for the sequel? Ooh. Also called Snowden 2. Snowden, Siberia, a little bit lighter of a theme, uh-huh. a party movie where Ed Snowden goes to Siberia and has the time of his life in a Serbian beach resort 
Cool. Uh, so what's yeah. the what's the like plot of it? Is it or is there like like who who's in the movie? It's kind of like Girls Gone Wild with Edward Snowden. <laughs> okay. In a frozen winter tundra. <laughs> okay. What what's the rating of the movie? What's it rated? Oh, triple X. Triple X. Okay. Triple X. I've got some interesting oh, things. <laughs> These are you good. You will be. It's gonna be straight to DVD. Oh, well, it's maybe it'll get a DVD. small theatrical run. No. No. Okay. I don't want that. All right. I got um. So for my sequel, right? I have this idea. So it's gonna be Snowden's gonna be hiding out in, in Russia, at, at like a secret base, right? And you know he's he's hiding there. He's trying to recoup after you know the events of the first movie. And um, what happens is the the government finds the base, right? So they send a fleet down there um, to attack the base. And there are these giant metal things that walk and they shoot lasers at the base. Um, and they narrowly snowed in at his, you know, wily band team. Uh, he has a bear with him at all times, right? Um, who just speaks in a different language. And they narrowly escape in a, you know, an aircraft into space to get away from the government that's coming after them. Um, you know, and, and by the end of it, his join. So Donald, uh, you're in my movie too. And, and, and you kind of play, you know, the hero at his side. Finally. Who, you know, encounters at the end of the movie, you get to the end where there's kind of the, uh, the, the Russian government, you know, the head, you could say, you know, he wears all black and he comes and you guys get into a huge fight. He cuts off your arm and it turns out he's your father. Sounds a little familiar. I, call hey, yeah, it, I feel like I've seen this before. I call it Snowden Strikes Back 2. What do you think? So, so he's striking back for a second time. Yes, again. Because okay. he, struck, <laughs> he struck the first time. Right. No, 2. T-O-O. He's striking back as well. Uh, oh, okay. Oh. Look, look, look on the paper. So Drigsby stroked the first time. Lots of stroking. <laughs> Always. And stroking, apparently. And stroking. Why would you repeat that? <laughs> what? what Two. In my tone, or did I say give the implication you needed to say that back to me? It was in the implication. <laughs> and the tone. The tone. The eye contact. The note you wrote on your iPad. Anybody please repeat. Anybody ever tell you that talking to you is like talking to a parrot? <laughs> yes. He's trying to say you look like you wanted a second stroke. <laughs> yeah, you look like you wanted a second stroke. What's wrong with the parrot? What's wrong with the parrot? I feel like repeating things, just like your movie, is kind of becoming a thing. Well, you know, everyone has their own bits they have to do Trade to survive mod. in this world. That's mine. You know, I'm trying out new things, guys. I'm trying to get out there. Uh, you guys don't need to look down on me for it. Oh, I'm looking up. I can tell. Looking way up. I know, because you're four feet tall, so it's a little awkward. You don't got to rub it in. Sorry. Sorry. It's a little rude. But, like, you can, like, take a couple steps back. You don't have to be, like, an inch away from him and just looking directly up. That's what we're saying. I'm a close talker. What can I say? Well, hey, close, close talkers are cool. Everyone enjoys them. That's what we say, right? Oh. Well, eh, 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 eh. I don't know about that. Have people been lying to me? Possibly. Oh, it's it, most likely. Oh, I'd know if they'd be lying to me. Well, I mean, you could just hack in and find out the truth. Yeah, I saw on Facebook what they said about me. Like internally, like, like an internal Facebook email, like a no, message that they sent to someone else that you hacked. It, it was pretty public. So, so you just logged on to Facebook and read their My status. My friend left their page open one day, and she's friends with all the 
the people I know that I'm not friends with. Because <laughs> you only have four friends. I don't have Me friends. being one of them. It's a, It's been a good day. Uh, I snooped on a computer, and I saw what they were saying about me. That he knows nothing. What, what was like? What was like the worst comment about you? We gotta go there. Yeah. Why, why not? We gotta go there. We're in a safe space. Well, they said that uh, I was just jealous of Ed. I was just real jealous of Ed, and I would never live up to him. And I'm just not good enough to be a real hacker. You know, maybe you are. I mean, oh, maybe we could hack and find find his phone number and see if we can get in touch with Ed. And okay, let me look on yellowpages.com. I don't have time for that, Paul. <laughs> well, we could imagine. He's not and listed. I'm, and I'm sure he's forgiving. He's not listed. Yeah, we can't checked. find him anywhere. All right, guys. Let's, uh, let's play one more game before we go. All right. Um, Let's not play one more game before we Never go. mind. But let's go around and say how many stars of David uh, we're going to get this movie. Um, start with you, Mike. What do you think? All right. Even though you didn't see it. I didn't see it, but I think I've caught up and understand everything I need to know about it. So I will, give it, I will give it two and a half stars of David. Okay, that's fair. It needs a little more Drixby in it. More, more Drixby. More Drixby. One star, David. You know how I'm answering. One star. What earned it the one star? Not me. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give uh, Snowden two and a half stars of David. Um, I mean, it was washable. That's all. That's all. It wasn't great. It was, it was tolerable. All right. Well, well Donald, wish you all the be- best with uh, First Citizen. Thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Mike, from me to you, back to you. This is Jews and Reviews. See you guys next time. Hey guys, I'm Lissa Mandel. I'm Philip Cassell. And we're here from The, the Bitch Seat, the podcast. It's an interview show where we talk to guests about the horrible and beautiful parts of their youth. We like to think of it as an adult talk show and tell. A grown-up show and tell. There you go. Like that. So for a teaser, here's some magnetic poetry that I wrote on my fridge when I was 12. Hit it, Phil. Dreams of whispered music felt snow white and lathered me in delirious symphonies. The ache within is black and bitter. A thousand frantic shadows scream and chant bitterly. I sleep on a lake of a thousand diamonds. You were 12? Yeah, I was way ahead of my time. Fair enough. Tune in. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!